Good morning and welcome to Life 101. I'm Jay Jones Sr., your host, and for the next few minutes, we're going to give you a roadmap to help you navigate the road of life. How's everyone doing this morning? I hope you're all fine. I hope you had a great weekend. Let's get to it. And excuse me, by the way, if you have any questions, comments, or criticisms about this program, feel free to reach me on my Facebook page entitled Mr. J. Look for the red classic 1970 Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible, and you'll also see a picture of me in one of my hats. Once you got that, you've got me. Feel free to let me know how you're feeling and what you got to say. All right, y'all, we're going to get right to it. The other day, when my wife and I were out uh, enjoying life, we were almost run over uh, by a car. And by the grace of God, we got, we got out of the way in time. But I'd like to tell you people to be very careful when you're out there driving. You know what I'm saying? Please pay careful attention to what you're doing. The life you save could be mine or your own. So no talking on your telephone unless it's an emergency. No texting or doing anything that could, can distract you because a calamity can occur in only a matter of seconds or at the blink of an eye. Like I said, my wife and I were legally crossing the street when... Uh, a car came along and we were almost ran over. Like I said, it was by the grace of God that we weren't hurt. And, at, and as we were crossing the street, the car narrowly missed us. We got out of the way just before the car hit us. When the driver realized what she had done, she was very apologetic. Fortunately, there was a police cruiser right behind her and he immediately pulled her over. Upon exiting her cruiser, the police officer asked us if we were okay and I told her yes. And the driver was quite apologetic about the situation. We didn't want the driver to get a ticket, but maybe slash hopefully she was giving a stern warning. It is our prayer that maybe this driver will be more observant in the future when she's driving. I told my wife Dee that we may have saved someone else's life today because I believe that with or without getting a ticket, that driver will be more conscious from now on. And people, we've got to pay attention, serious business. As soon as we got home, we notified our son that you have to be more cautious about your surroundings when you're driving. I mean, it was even a wake-up call for me as well because now I'm paying more attention and I'm being more careful of uh, pedestrians. So, it's, you know, you got to teach your children the same thing. I told my son, and he already knows that when he's driving, do not answer his telephone. Do not look to see who it is. Keep driving. If you're that curious, pull over in a parking lot or pull over someplace safe and then check your phone. Because if it's really that important, the person will leave a voicemail or something to that effect. I mean, don't ever let anybody or anything distract you from your driving because it is too dangerous 
and the consequences can be dire or grave. Bottom line is people, when you're driving, drive. Pay attention to what you're doing. Arrive safely. Let the other person arrive safely as well. I mean, it, it, even if it means turning your music down some so you can hear, so you're not distracted popping your fingers or whatever else, or you're trying to get somebody's attention, drive. That's what you're doing because you've got over a ton that's moving at a high rate of speed and there's no such thing as stopping on a dime and oops and I'm sorry is not gonna cut it. So I guess what I'm trying to say to you people is when you're driving, drive, pay attention, be conscious, be aware of your surroundings because I know I would not want somebody's life or death on my conscience. So. Pay attention. It'll only be for a few minutes till you get where you're going. Then you can talk and do whatever else you need to do. Serious business, people. You know, lately, we've been trying to find our son his own apartment. And I remember telling my daughter that your brother has to learn to live without me, as you'll have to do someday, too. Lo and behold, the topic of my pastor's sermon on August 9th was something to the effect of, are your children ready for your departure? And it really got me to thinking that as parents, one of our main jobs is to get our children ready to live on their own. I, like most parents, uh, I'm guilty of giving my kids uh, more than I had as a child. When you grow up, you say, I want more for my children. And while that's good, while that's a blessing, sometimes it can become a curse because you do, you want to give your children the best of life. You want them to have a lovely childhood. But on the other hand, by giving them everything they want and sitting it on a platter for them, you're also giving them a, a false sense of entitlement because the world is not going to treat your children the way you do. You know, my late sister used to always tell her children, I think you're cute, but the world is not going to think you're cute. And it's true. The world will chew you up and spit you out. And you've got to get your children ready for when they no longer have mommy and daddy to lean on. And you've got to teach them to lean on themselves. Children must understand everything that you've given to them is the result of your getting up, going to work. Whether it's eight hours a day, 12 hours a day, 18 hours a day. They need to understand that you've got this because I chose to work hard to make it happen for you. See, we've got to instill in our children a sense of determination. You've got to instill in your children a sense of getting out there and getting it for yourself, you know, because that's the only way it's going to happen. Because like I told you before, if we keep giving our children everything on a platter, it's going to give them a false sense of entitlement. And like I said, the world does not work that way. My children were told early on that everything you have is based on our hard work. 
The only way you'll ever accomplish anything in life is through hard work. And if you're telling your children anything else, you are deluded. Seriously, you are deluded because no one gives you anything for free. It has some form of price tag on it. Seriously, there must be expect expectations for your children. They must understand, they must know that for what you're given, a lot is going to be required. In my home, everything was predicated on education. The thing I used to tell both my children from early on is how deep I go in my pocket depends on how well you're doing in school. If you're not doing well in school or you're being a cut up and a class clown, then that means you're not taking your job seriously. Because for my children, school was and is their job until they get out in the real world and get a job. Because I tell them, if I cut up and act a fool on my job and don't do what I'm supposed to do, then daddy is not going to have a job. We have also given our children chores and they are expected to work once they get a certain age. I am so thankful that uh, my late mother made us do chores around the house. And once we were a certain age, we were required to get a part-time job because my mom felt like I will provide you with, the, with your needs. It's up to you to provide yourself with your wants. And she taught us that you have to pay bills because once we got our paycheck, we had to settle up with the boss, which was my mother. We had to pay our rent and we had to pay our fair share of the, of the bills. My mom would take your rent money and she would send you downtown to pay bills. And it taught you that regardless of how hard I've worked, every bit of my money is not going to be my own and I'm going to have to pay to live in this world. And it's, and it's the truth, people, you know, no one is going to treat you as well as mom and dad. You are not going to have the cushion out in the world that you have at mom and dad's house. The only way you're going to have that is by getting up, going somewhere, punching a clock. I didn't understand it then while we were getting shook down because I just felt like, well, I worked. I should be able to do whatever I want to do with this. But now that I have children, I completely understand why my mom did what she did. And truthfully, I am grateful because as a child, you don't understand what your parents are trying to do. And if your parents are anything worth their salt, they are going to have you where you can meet this world on, on its own terms. As I said, when we were children, once we became teenagers, my mother stopped cooking for us. She would tell us, I'm going to cook for my husband and my younger children, but you teenagers, you have to cook for yourself. And there wasn't a lot of food. So if you burnt your food or overcooked it, that was your dinner. You know, uh, we got a certain age, she stopped doing our laundry and we weren't allowed to bother her washing machine. So you had to bag your clothes up and trek to the laundromat. And you know what, looking back on it, I am so thankful because I knew, know how to take care of myself. 
I mean, when I first, with my first wife, when I was stationed in Florida and she, she came down to, to, to live with me, she was so surprised, she told her mother. She said, Mama, he knows how to cook, he knows how to clean, he knows how to wash clothes. Yes, because mom and dad aren't gonna be here always. You know what I'm saying? And for all you young men who have been given a sugar tit by your moms, you're going to find out in this world now, especially that it takes two incomes to live reasonably decent, your wife is not going to be your mama. So you're going to have to know how to cook. You're going to have to know how to take up the slack yourself. Seriously. Because a matter of fact, people, one of the best things we can do is uh, teach our children to be independent. Seriously. One of the many reasons I appreciate Dee is because when she moved in, she shook things up in our house. My children now cook. They clean they do their own laundry, and they go to the grocery store. I mean, and it has taken a, a heavy load off of me because at one point, I was working two jobs. I was doing the grocery shopping and paying the bills and cooking and still doing their laundry. So I like the fact that now they know how to do these things and they will be able to take care of themselves. Because uh, I always tell my son, and now I'm telling my daughter the same thing. Get out here now while I'm here and can help you and can cushion some of your blows instead of once I'm gone and you've just got to fly by the seat of your pants without a safety net. You can't do that. And here are some other tips, compliments of my, my wife, Dee that uh, will help in raising independent children. You have to tell your children, work hard, avoid going to jail, because once you've gone to jail and felon is going to be permanently attached to your name. You can be Joe Slobotnik, but at the end of your name, there's going to be felon, and that will follow you the rest of your life. Be grateful, because you know something? People are more willing to help you. People are more willing to provide assistance when you appreciate their efforts. Listen. Listen to people who walk the road you're trying to walk because they may just help you avoid roadblocks that'll keep you from going on your trek of the road of life. And when you listen, learn. Take heed to what people are saying. And you have to be honest, not only with yourself, but be honest with others. Seriously, people don't know how you feel or what you're thinking unless you let them know. And finally, and I'm living proof of it, don't ever get, give up on chasing your dream. Always have that in the back of your mind that this is what I'm striving for. And I can't stress this enough. You have to say goodbye to people who don't want you to fly. You know what I'm saying? Because the eagles fly. Chickens walk on the ground. You know what I'm saying? 
And people will tell you, oh, oh man, oh, girlfriend, why are you trying to do that? You know don't a lot of people make it in this, that, or a third. Those are the people you need to eliminate from your life. The people that are telling you can't and you can't do this, you can't do that, get rid of them. Send them away. Send them on their business. Go be an albatross to someone else other than me. Because at the end of the day, I'm only doing this podcast because I was encouraged to follow my dream. And I'm almost 57 years old. So don't ever, ever, ever give up on your dream. And like I said, teaching your children independence will most definitely pay off in the long run, baby. Because they've got a whole life to live. And teaching them now will help them and keep them from having to learn it later. As a former lieutenant of mine used to say in the Navy, Mr. Walter Lee Towns, he used to always say, pay me now or pay me later. And you know what? Pay, pay now because you don't want to avoid, excuse me, you do want to avoid paying later. I've often told my children about how I took my education for granted because I was too busy trying to be cool and popular. But you know what I discovered? The cool guys now are the ones that were going to class, the girls that were going to class, getting their assignments in on time, graduating and getting their degrees. They're the cool ones now because they don't have to struggle and work like a mule just to catch up. So I cannot stress enough, people, learn your independence, pay now, so you don't have to be paying later. And that's just real talk. Uh, the COVID-19 virus has claimed over 170,000 lives. I can't stress enough how important it is to comply with the mandates to counteract the virus. Right now, it's our only weapon and our best chance of combating it. Wear your mask, wash your hands frequently, practice social distancing, and limit your time in public. I read a post on Facebook that said, six feet apart is better than six feet in the ground. We've got to take it seriously, people. No one is trying to trample your rights. It's about saving someone's life. Because you got to remember, folks, the people that are doing these briefings, they have access to the best texting and doctors. They can afford to be cavalier about the situation. You and I can't. And for everyone in the city of Cleveland, there are 18 congregations that have come together to offer free testing through Cuyahoga County. It is known as the Greater Cleveland Congregations. Their website is greatercleveland.congregations.org. You can reach them also by phone, area code 216-785-9844. This initiative will bring testing to urban areas. So once again, check out the greatercleavelandcongregations.org website or call them by phone, area code 216-785-9844 for more information. The life you save 
could be not only your own, but mine as well. And finally, November 3rd is vast, excuse me, is quickly approaching. Make sure that you and everyone in your home is registered to vote. Visit vote.gov to register to vote. We've got your president and his enablers who are up for re-election running scared. That's why they were trying to sabotage the post office to make it more difficult to vote by mail. It's funny that your president thinks voting by mail will open the door to wide scale, excuse me, wide scale fraud, even though he's had, he's had a vote by mail ballot, ballot sent to his Mar-a-Lago resort. What it is, is he only wants to vote by mail in states where it's run by Republican governors instead of states where Democrats are in charge. Why the sudden urge to remove mailboxes and, and sort machines from post offices now? Thank you, those actions have been suspended since exposure by the media. A person who's willing to blatantly try to suppress votes doesn't need to be in office. And remember people, firing President Trump and Vice President Pence is just a start. We've got to get rid of all the senators and Congress people who want to serve special interest groups instead of we the people. Once again, go to vote.gov to register to vote. And to people of color, if you don't get out and vote, you are spitting in the face of everyone who was beaten, who was, who was fire-hosed, who had vicious attack dogs, who were jailed, and who were even killed to secure this right for us. We've only had the right to vote since 1965. That's only 55 years. People, your vote, while not only necessary, counts. If you don't vote, you don't count. If you don't vote, then why in the world are you complaining? Because when you had the chance to say something about it, you didn't. November 3rd, people, let your voice be heard loud and clear. I say again, on November 3rd, let your voice be heard loud and clear. Too many people suffered for us to get this right. Too many people died for us to have this right. We just said goodbye to Congressman John Lewis, whose skull was fractured walking across the Edmund Pettus Bridge back in 1965 so we could have this right to vote. Because if you don't vote, guess what? We may be stuck with your president another four years and you see that he has no cares about you or me and or the Constitution of the United States. The only thing that man cares about is him and himself and his family. We've got to tell him and his enablers and his cronies, you're fired and that crap is not going to go anymore. Vote. It's your right to be heard. Vote. 
Otherwise, keep your mouth shut. And that's real. And as always, I would like to thank each and every one of you who took the time to listen to me today, who took the time to help me in fulfilling my dream. As always, any questions, any comments, any criticisms, please hit me up on my Facebook page entitled Mr. J. Look for the classic red 1970 Cadillac Coupe de Ville convertible and you'll see a picture of me as well. Once you got that, you got me. And I welcome your comments, people. Serious business. Holler back at me and let me know what you're thinking and let me know what you feel. As always, I'm living my dream. I've fulfilled a fantasy of mine because I've got the support of my lovely wife, Miss D. Williams, who not only encouraged me to go to school, but who kept me encouraged while I was going through while trying to work two jobs. Baby, I just want to tell you again, thank you so much for being the woman beside this man. To my two children, Jay II and Natalia Desiree, as I always say, daddy is living his dream. And if you work hard, you can too. I love you. I'm going to be tough on you. I'm going to push you. But I want you to reach your level. Because if I can do it at this age, then what's stopping the two of you? To my cool and wonderful mother-in-law, Miss Rebecca Hogue. Mother Hogue, I want to be just like you when I grow up. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you for your conversations. And just thank you for the joy of life that you have. I find it remarkable and amazing. I'd like to send a shout out now to my pastor, Bishop Eric Kincaid Clark, and his wife, First Lady Lenore Marie Clark at the Body of Christ Temple. Thank you so much. Whether you guys know it or not, you're the inspiration for a lot of these podcasts. Shout out to Bishop Jack Spencer and his wife, Missionary Rachel Spencer, Pastor Emeritus of the Pilgrim Temple Church, and to his son and my cool cousin, Daniel Spencer, excuse me, Elder Daniel Spencer, and his lovely wife, First Lady Jazz Lene. Like I've always said, if you leave the Pilgrim Temple Church and you haven't felt anything, then you don't have a soul. Keep up the good work, my cousin. And to Reverend Rena Baker, girlfriend, you rock. I'm so glad I know you and I'm so glad you're in me and Dee's life. And finally, shout out to Pastor Gloria Cheney at the Church of the Master because it is time that the dying world learn about a true living God. Until next week, people, love each other, and I'm going to start closing with this thought. You're either talking about it or you're being about it. And guess what, people? Talk is cheap. Until next week, love one another as God has loved you. Love God, love your neighbor, and let's change this world together. Peace.